Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Act 2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. There's always a plan B. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion hailing from Bangor, Maine, where a handful of dedicated listeners now reside. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. According to Mr. Sexy, starting next week, he needs to be billed from somewhere else. Yeah? Yeah. Well, did he say it on the show? He said it last week. He said week. last week. What did he yeah, say? Your, me- your memory's trash. I told you, I have no no memory. <laughs> I think ever since his first time he said tonight that his memory's trash, he's going above and beyond. <laughs> I'm really overselling he, he's, it. He's over, like, he's like, he's like. I'm like hmm. HBK against Hogan. But yeah, all of a sudden he was about to say, hailing from uh, Russia tonight. Oh, wait, 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 no, 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 no. I was told to do this. I got bad memory. I'm a- Where did Joey say he wanted to be hailed from? He, he didn't say. He just said. That he just he, said there he, would be a place. He, okay. he said it's should be somewhere new since there's X amount of followers. That's true. And maybe I will start rotating it again. Um, I'd hope. It's only been a year plus. <laughs> so, we once again have no pay-per-view to review or preview. Um, I don't think any of the three of us were super up on any of the two weekly shows. L- listen, if you're a diehard wrestling fan and you're watching WWE Weekly, you almost miss the uh, split pay-per-views because these shows right now are so throwaway. Uh, pretty much every week they have been. Uh, so a couple things real quick. First, uh, subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. And we're in the middle of watching the NBA Finals Game 3. Cleveland up at halftime, 58-52 on the Golden State Warriors. If at any point we seem distracted, probably especially me, you know why, um, as the guy who has invited LeBron James on the show almost every week for two years now, almost. This is your king. <laughs> yeah, that everybody should know by now that I am thoroughly invested in LeBron James winning game three in Cleveland. Um, so first thing I guess we could talk about, uh, CM Punk defeats <laughs> WWE in the, what was it, a civil lawsuit? I don't even know what it was considered. I didn't really follow it too much. Civil lawsuit. My boy's about to get a bunch of W's. Against Dr. Aman. Colt Cabana as well came out on the winning side. I, for one, am thrilled. <laughs> I couldn't be, I laughed. If anybody has seen my laugh that I did at the end of my Rumble promo back in January, that was exactly how I reacted when I saw news of CM Punk winning this case. <laughs> so, if you did, like, I was happy. I popped when I initially read it. But when you read in every stupid sheet and every Instagram page, like, posting stats, have been retouting this, WWE invested a lot of money in this trial. Supposedly, they really financially backed this guy. And we all know Vince always says, I don't lose in court. He dropped the ball. When you hear WWE invest all this money and they lose, it kind of made you laugh a little more. Like oh, yeah. You hit him as replay or that whole promo laugh. Yeah, I, like I said, I was elated to steal a word from Rusev. <laughs> um, 
The hell does that mean? <laughs> he dropped the ball like Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. Um, yeah, I I'm, could not be happier that it happened. Alo, any thoughts? <sighs> Throw a Z pack on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it. I read some of the transcripts. Yeah, I, I was thoroughly happy that, that it happened, that CM Punk got the W, got his week. Started off right. I do think it's weird. This guy should be preparing around the clock for his second UFC fight on Saturday night. And he's been in, in, in court. So whether it comes to defending his name in court or getting ready for his second UFC fight, no matter what, CM Punk is all in. Whatever he's doing, <laughs> he's all in on it. Now, did you see the interview with that dork reporter that he did right after the trial or no? I sadly did not. Uh, some some chunky nerd, uh, <laughs> you know, typical. I'd assume typical indie Mark. I would guess. Um, think he, Did he, he ask him that? I think he dug his way out of his mother's basement to go try to interview CM Punk after the trial. He good for him. He got an interview with Punk. He asked Punk if he was in fact all in, and Punk said no. So I don't know if Punk is the trying original to K-Fame trying to play it up. Or if he really is not all in. I guess we still have another Stop couple months that. to find yeah. out. Come on. When, when he was, like, I mean, you're talking about a big indie fan. CM Punk was all in on wrestling character Kayfabe 101. Right. When he was way before WWE, when he was an indie guy, so. I hope he is. I think it would obviously be great for that show. I think it would be great for fans to get to see him again. I know you guys chat about it a few weeks ago, and I know you hated it. I know you. I, I know you hate it. I'm going way off topic, and I'm changing topics. But you said he dug his way out of his mom's basement. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Let's not. I guess it comes up with the the topic of the guy, the wrestler, the artist. But in Enzo's music video, how the hell do you go from C- I don't Cole know well, well, to Eric? Of, because we Eric know, aren't <laughs> because. Enzo's music video, what, what was everyone's thoughts on Enzo's music video starting off with a guy talking about wrestling and he, he's in his mom's basement or garage? And it was it was a fat guy like that. There, there was someone that heard that gate, like a big wrestling writer gave him a big backlash and said that he he crapped on all wrestling fans. I'll give him credit for that. At I, least. I, I, <laughs> oh, cool. So, so I'm glad. Because there are a lot of people that are butthurt about that, and I thought that was a good way to start it. Now I'm fine with it. Still haven't watched it. Yeah, I only saw that one 90-second clip I saw on Twitter. I didn't see the beginning, so I didn't get to see that. Maybe that gives me something to go watch. Oh, um, you didn't see that? I didn't see that part, no. Um, I think I saw like the, the middle to the end. I don't think I saw the first half of it. Um, you, you would watch it, and you would be like, there's that ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of those guys? Yep. Okay. Um, CM Punk's second fight against uh, Mike Jackson. Yeah, the, a, le- a less famous Michael Jackson, a, a still living Michael Jackson. Both of them, it's their second career fight. They're both 0-1. They both have a loss to the same fighter, Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall was asked by famed uh, MMA reporter Ariel Hawani, you fought both of these guys. You handed them both their loss. Who do you think is going to win? And he said, Mike Jackson is the more skilled fighter. He's been training longer. He was a kickboxer, I think. He said basically he's got the advantage as far as actual skill. But he said CM Punk has 
triple the amount of octagon experience because he beat Mike Jackson in 45 seconds. He beat Punk in two minutes and 14. So he thinks Punk will win based on how much more experience he has in the octagon. Best in the world! <laughs> and Mike Jackson. Oh my God, Punk I thought, is booked. I thought it was a great answer from Mickey Gall. Uh, I hope Punk Class wins. How, what is that guy doing? Who, Mickey, Mickey Gall? Gall. Uh, he's still a UFC fighter. I don't know if he's had a fight in a while, but... It was his fight against Mike Jackson. It wasn't like pay-per-view was it World no World I, th- I think it was before i think it was before the punk fight oh, oh okay. and i think it was maybe on like a preliminary like the stuff that's on fox sports before okay. the pay-per-view starts or maybe it was on like a fight night card uh but yeah hopefully punk gets a win i told you on sunday i think it's in the ufc's best interest for him to win because being that this Mike Jackson is not moonwalking, that he's not releasing the Thriller album or anything <laughs> like that. He don't got Shinsuke's red leather jacket. No, I believe that Punk is a way more bigger box office guy than Mike Jackson will be. <laughs> so it is definitely in Dana White's interest for Punk to win. I do look at it like this guy is actually a fully trained fighter and Punk is not. But Punk has had, almost, I think, almost two years since his last fight. It is within days of it. If it ha- if that's two it. years, really? Yeah. I'm pretty. I don't know for sure if I'm Actually, remembering this correctly. I, I think it was August of 2016. Really? I, I think. Even, I don't even because it was in Cle- the reason I remember this is because it was in Cleveland, at Quicken Loans Arena, I and I think it was the same. Up. Yeah, I think it was the same summer that Cleveland won the championship. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, I'm just asking because that doesn't seem that long. Ago. It doesn't, but I'm pretty sure it is almost two years. So that's, it's a it, significant it was amount of time. for me then. Yeah, it feels like it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to relive that day. <laughs> Except for Punk losing. That now, day yeah. was crazy. I loved your description of Mike Jackson the other day because you kind of like, it's just a guy on Sunday, you said it. It's just a guy that just set up to do a job for Punk. Like, <laughs> he's so generic, like Mike Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I do remember saying that. He's got some generic name like Mike Jackson. Yeah, like he should have gone by Michael. It would have gave him a little more flair going in. But, yeah, I do think in Dana White's eyes, this is an enhancement talent for CM Punk. Because if it's not this guy, I don't think – if he doesn't beat this guy, he's not getting another fight. If he doesn't beat the guy, the other guy who's 0-1, they're not going to let him fight again. Um, so next thing I have, has anybody seen the rumors? I don't know if this came from Uncle Dave or – Pro Wrestling Observer newsletter. I don't know where I saw it. But there is a rumor that Seth Rollins may be the one to dethrone Brock Lesnar. Have you guys seen that? I've seen that, yes. Is that where it came from or somewhere else? I, re- I believe it was from the Wrestling Observer. I, I, don't Uncle know, Dave. I don't know where it's from, but... And I love Brock. I'm a fan. Or not Brock. Jesus. Let me take I that was going to say, I'm when... Sorry. I love Braun. Braun, Brock. Sounds, starts the same. Uh, I love Braun. And I think that's the most obvious way that I think most people would think they're going to go. They already lost that opportunity, and they had Joe, and they lost that opportunity. And who knows what they're doing with Roman. Seth, man, that, he's the only thing entertaining happening on Monday nights, week in and week out. I hope that's what happens. I'm not holding my breath for nothing. Did it make anyone else feel like they're definitely listening to our show? Because we've been saying for close to a month that he's the best thing on Raw. Well, I always believe they're listening. Because <laughs> we have a lot of references. Brian Gerard James, he, comes, he recommends us highly. But 
<laughs> we say all the time. My it, biggest fan. It, yes, your biggest fan. <laughs> so, like, we've been saying for the longest time that Rollins has been the most entertaining thing on Raw since February. And there's nothing, and especially since WrestleMania, there's nothing redeemable other than Seth Rollins on, on television. Maybe other than Sami Zayn and Elias. But I've, I have something else to say about that mm-hmm. in a second. But... It's well-deserved because this whole Roman thing is not going anywhere. He's not a victim. Then they keep trying to make him out to be a victim, and nobody wants to see it. And Ron's like, nope, everybody wants to see Ron. He gets the hot, the biggest pop every every week on every show. So I'm, I'll am i be happy to see him actually dethrone Brock possibly. And it also clo- kind of closes that chapter on Brock's WWE career because Ron stole the title for Brock at WrestleMania that one time, then they never actually had a real one-on-one match because the match they had a battleground that later that year. It got interrupted. It got interrupted by the Undertaker. So we actually we never actually had him like in a real wrestling match for the title. Right. Can, and can I just say what a how much that would prove one that they don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and two that they ultimately do nothing. And you can relate this all to the Shield. So you've had Roman get two chances against Brock in the main event of WrestleMania. You had Dean Ambrose get a chance against him at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins was the first member of the Shield they made the champion. Like you said, his match with Brock was a throwaway just to bring The Undertaker back, correct? They didn't have Roman beat him in two opportunities when we all thought Roman was going to beat him. We all thought Ambrose should have beat him because we felt like this is this is a guy you could really give a huge huge push. a huge rub to by him being able to beat Brock obviously that didn't happen and now what four is it four years now what what, what anniversary was that when Seth three, left the shield it was the 3 year anniversary yeah. just now uh, so I'm basically sorry, four, four. That, that was four. four i'm sorry i thought you were talking about from the cash in so three what three and a half four years later you're just going to have the guy that you made the first champion just beat him be the guy to beat him anyway to me, it's the right thing because I feel like Seth was the guy who came out of the group the best. He carried that show for seven, eight months every week. I'm happy. I'll be thrilled if he's the guy that gets to do it. I think he deserves it the most because he was. He was the guy on Raw for all that time. He- they made him nothing, and now you can make him really something with this. Yeah, I got something. I kind of. I kind of got something else I want to say that is another topic, but I kind of molded into this. If they put the belt on Rollins, and you know WWE, they, WWE, they do do this with the guys that get hot. But they're so doesn't it, if Rollins won the title, wouldn't it feel like hush money? Like you, we, you got what you got what you wanted, but he's losing. But you, but he's losing the title at this day because you know the guys that the crowd gets behind. They always do that. Like, for example, when Rey Mysterio won the title, they knew exactly when they were going. He was going to lose it. When Brian won the title, even though he got hurt, he was exactly. They knew exactly when he's going to lose the title. So it's kind of like that nod to the fans, like, okay, shut up, because I'm going to my next topic. Because I was going to ask you guys, what you guys think about? Well, how would you rate WWE in the first half of 2018? Because it's been terrible. Like we we started it with a high. With F a, minus. <laughs> F minus. <laughs> a Trump. <laughs> a Trump. Yeah. But like, somewhere we, CK and Joe is so happy because he's the only one that ever brings up the Trump. He brings it up every opportunity. Yes, He'll so, be happy that somebody else brought it up. Yeah. WWE, don't be a bum. But, um, <laughs> 
Like we, They're bums. Yeah, like, so we started the year with the Rumble, and we, we both we enjoyed that the Royal Rumble match, we enjoyed the Women's Royal Rumble, both fantastic. And then we came off of highs with that, but we knew everything would, would culminate at WrestleMania. And WrestleMania, we it was it was what it was. I still stand stand with my rating of a show of a showstopper, except for the main event, because my because my main problem with WWE is this WWE in 2018 is it's they this whole Brock thing. It's like they're, they're holding on to this Brock thing, and, it's, and for us for us the fans, it's like when the hell is he leaving? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like we keep like waiting for him, like when's he leaving? It's like Sixers fans <laughs> with Brian Colangelo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when like when's this guy leaving? Like and that's what we're waiting for. Like when's this guy leaving? He's not even on TV till probably summer. It's like when's he leaving? And I, I would like for you to break kayfabe for a second, mm-hmm. but NXT has destroyed WWE this entire year. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it, but I the, WWE has not set a very high bar for NXT to clear. Yeah, and then so I'm not surprised that NXT has been better. And uh, and perhaps not here. Uh huh. So I got to speak for him and any indie fan out there. The two largest indie promotions out there have outdid WWE this year. What promotions would is that, those be? Is that Bullet Club in New Japan? Ring of Honor in New Japan. Bullet I, Club? In New I'm Japan? not familiar with either one. New Japan started, um, started Bullet Club, not Ring of Honor. New Japan or, or Bullet Club of Honor, as Prep would say? <laughs> All right. So, again, I'll, I'll speak for myself instead of him. Either show has done better than WWE this year, whether yeah, you're familiar with them or not. I'm not familiar with either one, but <laughs> again, I'll say and the actually, bar has above, not been set very high. Above and beyond that, never mind. YouTube being the elite has outdid WWE this year. Yes, but like, like, like our producer, Mr. McGee said. <laughs> every time we do an episode, he always says, "Alo, you try to like this stuff, like, yeah. but I do." <laughs> yeah, and luckily, we see the light in between a lot of things, so. Like I'm, I'll compare, I'll compare the, the, w, the superstars in WWE to Hugh Jackman in the X Men series. Most of the movies are horrible, mm-hmm. but he's great. But he's doing the best when he can, best with what he's given. Right. But him by himself, he's great. So we're 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 picking these excellent performances from people like Sami Zayn, Carmella, uh, Kevin Owens. We're pick, we're like we're finding the good in it, but it's still not good. It's just. The things they do to make it good, but what they're doing is not good. Yeah, we find so, the silver lining. So without without digging for the silver lining, and when you think about what's mainly presented to you, what's mainly presented from you, whether it be Bullet Club of Honor, New Japan, or WWE, WWE isn't mainly presenting the good stuff. You're getting that elsewhere. Stuff that's going to be entertaining. Unless you want to dig through everything and find a little bit of silver lining. Oh, okay, this thing over here has some good stuff. And SmackDown, oh, they did this. This was good. Raw did, and they had this this pay-per-view that came on the network. And this was good. Did you miss it? Oh, you left because what you were just watching sucked. <laughs> so you went to the bathroom and you missed it. There actually, there was this three-minute segment. It was hilarious. But you're going to miss that stuff because what is important and what they talk about before the commercial and after the commercial doesn't matter and it's boring and it's not it's not sinking anyone's teeth into it. Yeah, if anyone else, if there was any other company promoting professional wrestling out there, which I can't say that I know that there is, I'd assume that they'd have to be out doing WWE because they're, like I said, they're not 
there's not much to outdo. Yeah, and the biggest disappointment of 2018 has been Roman Reigns, even we are, though we are the official podcast of Roman Reigns. But like I just the Hugh, the Hugh Jackman with the X Men movies, same thing with Roman. Like he's he could do only do the best with what you give him. But he's been really disappointing because all because of Rock Lesnar. Yeah, they they wasted that whole story they could have told. They they put it off for three years just to have him not win anyway again. So yeah, it's it's tough. It's uh, but yeah, I give them an F minus for the first half of 2018. Uh, anybody else want to give it a, a letter grade? E. <laughs> they, they, they didn't even have they didn't even have E's back when you were in school. No, but they it, didn't. Just so you know, E is in the grading system present day. It is a failing grade, and the E gets an A. All right, a, a low. A Trump. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I didn't know that was your grade. Yes. I thought you were telling me that's what my grade. Yeah, because Seth Rollins has been the only like right now. Seth Rollins is my wrestler, my superstar of the year. But other than him. It's been, it's not been good, but like I said, we've been digging through. There've been high points, but the shows, the show in totality has not been good. Right. Um, so I'm about to break kayfabe. Yes, uh, do it. And this might be a perfect segue. So just to be clear, I am aware that NXT exists. Uh, I don't watch it anymore, but I did watch one segment from this past <laughs> week that I thought was absolute gold. Ricochet and the Velveteen <laughs> Dream. I, did, have you guys both seen this I, or no? I've seen the 10 I've second the clip. clip that is going viral. Um, I, I, I don't want to say I'm blown away by it, but I thought it was great. Just the way Patrick Clark is dressed, the headscarf, yes! the big hoop earrings, <laughs> the facials, that Ricochet does the flip directly into his face, and that just disgusted, kind of disgusted, <laughs> bewildered look on the Dream's face. Dude. I think it is awesome. I don't know which one of you guys brought it up. It was probably Aaron last week. Maybe, I don't. It might have been perhaps someone brought up Cena's comment, put, putting well, him over. Yeah, Who, I yeah, brought that. Yeah, Ryan brought it up, but me, so, we all commented. Sky's the limit with it. <laughs> this could be. This is. This would be the most boldest statement. This is not a buzz talking. This is nothing. That guy, and I'm not saying like he'll end up Hollywood. That guy has. Everything wrestling business wise to become the next The Rock. Like what The Rock was to pro wrestling, he could be it because the facials, the the gear, the, the athleticism, the character. I Yeah, a lot of attention to detail. Well, He's consistent. He is who he is. They don't have him trying to be something else. Uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's great. And it almost would be hard to mess it up because granted they yeah. could in NXT is yeah, fine they always can mess Put these guys up but I just think as long as Vincent Kennedy is breathing I just think it. there's so many things they can do with him and I'm I can't wait to see that match and I'm, when's it when's the last time you heard me say I'm looking forward to an NXT match I know I'm calling it right now that's what we oh, mentioned oh, <laughs> so you're looking forward to the Ricochet match yes oh, okay I, I thought you were referring to the John match okay. oh well obviously I would love that oh, I need that too but yeah. uh, that Ricochet and Velotine Dream match, I'm calling it now. That's going to be match of the year. I'm calling that right now. <laughs> I'm going to see it. I'm calling it right now, match of the year. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I'm super excited for it. So, yes, I do know what NXT is, but it took Patrick Clark to get me to admit <laughs> it. 
Um, let's see. There was one other thing. Can't even I, call him Dream. No. VD. Yeah, the, I, I mean, I could call him the Dream, but I, I'm giving credit to the man, Patrick Clark, <laughs> for being as good as he is. We talked to Leo Rush about him about 13 months ago on our show, and he said, because this was kind of in the beginning stages, I feel like we were a little early on being fully invested in what he was doing. As we always are. And Leo Rush <laughs> said, wait, he said, wait till you see what Patrick has in story. He said, I'm sure it's going to go way further than it's going. Yeah, because well, his comments about that, he was like, Patrick is... <laughs> well, well, not yeah. to say that, but... I didn't. I didn't watch the show this week, and I don't know if it, it was slipped up, but it is on our Instagram account. Leo Rush is heading to two hundred five live. I don't know if. I mean, I'm guessing that's fact. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Does that get you at all wanting to tune in? That just makes me disappointed for him. <laughs> <laughs> rest the soul. Yeah, yeah. Rest the soul of the the original Blackheart. <laughs> <laughs> um. Another report that Shawn Michaels has said he's interested in one more match. Again, don't know where it was reported, just something I saw on Twitter. He's been drinking. Yeah, do you think he does want to have one more match? I wouldn't be sure. No. You don't think so? I think he wants to, but I don't think he will. I, I think he has too much respect for his career, and he stands by everything he's been saying for years and years and years. You don't come back after retiring. I don't think he's going to. Well, now that I think about it, when he talked about the Greatest Royal Rumble, and he, be- and he well, I don't know. I think I think the report was that he didn't even want Vince to say how much money they were offering. Yeah, he didn't want to be tempted. Yeah, because he said they were throwing out insane numbers. Yeah, because but because of what they were getting paid. So, uh, you kind of soured me on this because like because he's not HBK anymore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like and, and he just looks like a goofy old man out there. Out, his hair's short. And, yeah, if, if I get like a. A buzz cut Michael Hickenbottom. I'm not going to be happy at all. I'm like, who is this guy? I don't want to see this. His hair is thinner than mine. If I get Shawn Michaels, I want to see Shawn Michaels. Not this guy with a buzz cut dancing in the ring. Not I, the middle-aged guy pretending to be exactly. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Because that's what he comes at, yeah. that's what he looks like. I do think there's some merit to it. Because we know now that he has been working with some of the talent in NXT and he's been around the company and I do believe that's a thing with any athlete you get around it and you kind of want to do it and it brings me back to Rocky 2 and I don't know if either of you have seen Rocky 2 are you stupid no, you I've never know Rocky. What the okay hell? well in Rocky 2 he tells Adrian he tells Mick when he can't fight anymore because of his eye he says like I just I gotta be around it I got to be that when you love something like that and you pour so much of yourself into it, clearly it's a thing that he loves. And I think maybe being around it again, maybe he does have the itch. Maybe he's like, oh, could you imagine what I could do with AJ Styles? Could you imagine what I could do with Seth Rollins? Well, he- I, I time out. I forget what you were drinking next door. I don't know if it's kicking in. You haven't been Sam Adams it. summer ale. All right. The summer ales might be kicking in. It's, it's not straight to the point. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you think he's actually going to have a match? If I had to say yes or no, I'd say no. But I believed fully all these all these times he's been saying no, no way. They don't even do what I used to do anymore. 
the fact that he's been around it again, I think he actually does have the itch to do it. Because he's been. It doesn't mean he will, but I think he actually itch, yeah. has the itch to do it again. I think the itch has always been there. Because he's been always. Pretty, he's been, I, I'm sure when he was in the cell with Taker and Triple H two years <laughs> after retiring, I'm sure he had the itch. I'm sure when DX had the reunion at Raw 1000, he had the itch. I'm sure when he went to the Hall of Fame, he had the itch. I'm sure the first time he went to the Performance Center, he had the itch. The itch is there. I don't think he's gonna scratch it. I think this is the closest he's been though. Yeah, because he's even because he's produced <clears throat> like from, he produces NXT matches. So I'm sure like watching these guys go at it down there kind of really is really giving him the itch. And maybe maybe he doesn't wrestle on WWE. Maybe he does a match in NXT <laughs> to put somebody over. But I don't think he's gonna do it. But but I think he'll always do, will have the itch. Yeah, I, I just think this is the this is the first time I think it's been something he's even really considering. Uh, and I I don't really want to see... Granted, I, I would watch it, but I don't necessarily want... I'm not going out of my way hoping that it happens. Um, yeah, if he wrestles, I just need the hair back. Yeah. Just well, grow it out. So we're talking probably three years because... He's got some thin hair on the but top. But see, I'll I'll, t- I'll take the little bob haircut. <laughs> oh god, and the brown tights. <laughs> yeah. oh. I'll take that because it's some form of him. Yeah, that's true. We do at least ha- remember it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So last I was thing. Talking about it, sixteen years later. Yeah. Uh, last thing. Have you seen the Twitter war going on between Xavier Woods and Kenny Omega over Street Fighter? No, I, I did not. see a little bit of it. So Kenny and Xavier are trash talking each other on who is the better street fighter player and it seems like they may be trying to set up some type of matchup with each other but they've been doing that for years have they i, I didn't think? even know who kenny omega was until he had <laughs> <Matt> jericho <laughs> kayfabe is stronger in the podcast but now that this new guy kenny omega came around <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be fun to see them do a cross-brand Well, first he, got thing. To, he has to make it to 205 Live, and then he has to somehow get out of that division. You don't think Xavier could find a way to have a Street Fighter game on Up, Up, Down, Down with a non-WWE contracted guy? Not uploaded on YouTube. Not, I'm sure they not, play not, already. Not up, Yeah, I was about to say, they've gone to tournaments, like I think in like Vegas or somewhere. I don't, I'm not sure of the city. But over the past couple of years, there's been multiple times where they've been seeing... At conventions with mm-hmm. large crowds having incidents. Really? Yeah. It's the first I'm hearing of it. It must not have happened in the time I've known Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's I think it's funny. I like that it's over a video game, and I I enjoyed it when I was reading it on Twitter. Um, so on to Raw, if you guys are ready. I got to be totally honest. <laughs> when I turned it on to watch it on DVR at 9:30 and I saw David Atunga on commentary, <laughs> my reaction was, "Nope." And I turned it <laughs> off and I didn't watch it. <clears throat> so, what I did was, I haven't been reading John Canton's Raw reviews or SmackDown reviews before we do the show because I don't like to have my opinion mm-hmm. altered yeah. by somebody else's opinion. So on Tuesday morning, I read the raw deal on TJRWrestling.net, and I read every segment, and I saw his rating, which was a four out of ten. 
Strong. And strong like bull. Yeah, and I thought, you know what? It's probably not worth spending the time on it. Was there anything redeemable on Monday Night Raw? Bestie, if you don't mind, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. We've been best friends for a long time. <laughs> yes, and the wives hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Way before they were around, mm-hmm. back in diapers. Mm-hmm. Um, question for you. Yes. As well as you know me, what is one of my favorite types of wrestling matches that I've been putting over for years on the show? Mm-hmm. Battle Royals. And somehow, Brawl had the audacity to put on a terrible one. <laughs> um, Was it a tag team battle royal? Yes. yes. So, my opinion, the only thing to take away from Raw... Is that they're even ruining battle royals now? Yes, that, that is something. <laughs> but there was a tag team battle royal to determine the number one contender for the Raw tags title. And... That dried up fast, didn't it? <laughs> kind of kind of predictable. And I... There... I saw right when they put like the match card, I think it was seven teams in it. And I think right when they showed it, I was like, okay, it's obvious this team wins or they get screwed early. And they got screwed early. Right. So the only thing to take away from Raw, going into Monday Night Raw, you didn't know who was going to face the the leaders of the world for the Raw tag titles. After this match, you got to know there's nothing else to take away from Raw. Um, if I'm correct, it was Tyler Breeze eliminated Ziggler. Is that how? Yeah, I believe so, yes. So, Tyler Breeze has this strong elimination or Dolph Ziggler, who's... There was there were some whispers that Ziggler got eliminated by accident. <laughs> so <laughs> that not, maybe he wasn't supposed to. And then also there's some whispers, and I'm not trying to go on a tangent, but... Uh, <laughs> Tyler Breeze tweets on Tuesday that they say the... Cream of the crop rises, <laughs> always rises to the top. Well, can someone please give me some balloons or some air? <laughs> so the team that should have won, Tyler Breeze, Tyler Breeze is due to them being eliminated. And they, they're not even the last team to be eliminated. They're the second, if not the third team to be eliminated. Um, Rhino and Heath Slater get eliminated by the B team. And you got to assume, if not hope, that they're just going to job out real quick to the the leaders of the world, but... I believe that's what's going to happen. I would hope, because the... Again, the, the leaders of the world put out a, a nice little promo prior to the Battle Royal. They seem to be gelling well. This is the longest I think Bray's held a title, despite I don't think they've even been defended yet. Nope. Um, mm-hmm. I, I hope he gets to do something right with this. He didn't have the greatest SmackDown tag title reign. It was his first title. He held the WWE title, his first defense, he lost it. So I was never a big fan of him. Similar to me never being a big fan of Daniel O'Brien. I'm hope this is a, a different turnaround for him. Yeah. Anything for you redeemable on Raw Alo? Anything else to say about the Battle Royal? Let's start on something high. Well mm. Ron, did you happen to see Sami Zayn? No. But I assume it was great. Yes. <laughs> Content terrible, but he was fantastic. He, he he cut a promo from the crowd on Bobby Lashley. But see, and you but see, God, you didn't watch it, so I can't. You can't appreciate all this stuff I'm gonna say. But basically, so Sami Zayn was basically calling Bobby Lashley a fake. Mm-hmm. So using one of his burner accounts, 
Sami Zayn. Of course. Sami Zayn was trolling Bobby Lashley on Instagram and saying, "Bobby, you post inspirational quotes, and then I try to DM, I try to DM you, and you direct me to your fan club." <laughs> You can't send me a personal message, but you direct me to your fan club, and then for $19.99, I can get a Bobby Lashley headband, and $34.99, I can get a Bobby Lashley t-shirt? You're a fraud. Was he by any chance wearing his reading glasses? No. Okay. He was not. But he cut the promo through the crowd, and then like through the whole promo, he was like making his way up the steps to the top of the crowd, so that was fun. So he was walking outward. Yeah, he started from the bottom to the floor, but then he left, on the, left up the steps. Of a, of the um, the crowd, so that was fun. And then he said, "Bobby Lashley, you probably don't even have sisters." <laughs> he didn't get mad at that, but when Sam Zayn said, "You probably didn't even serve in the military," mm. that pissed Bobby Lashley <laughs> off. That sounds about right. <laughs> I'm sure. Is that frowned upon? To Bobby Lashley, it was. No, yeah. no, 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 no. As a viewer. No. No, I don't. I, well, I, let me not say no. I'm sure there is a segment that hears anything, just hears the word military, and they're already ready to be offended. Yeah. But the whole sister thing, he just brushed that off, but they said military, he kind of lost it. He, he took his jacket off and his little trucker hat and was ready to fight. <laughs> well, again, I, I've, never, I've never served one day in the military, but I can say from one of my closest friends being in the military... You could talk about his family. He'll take that on the general day. You talk about the military. He's, I'm sorry, this is a family-friendly show. You talk about the military, he's going to fuck you up. My thing is, though... So, but, but... A also, heel in wrestling, trying to make the guy mad by saying, you probably weren't really in the military. I, it's just not offensive. <laughs> he's not saying... I might be digging. I don't respect your service to the military. I, I might be digging, but there is, and I'm not saying I could, and obviously I wasn't even paying attention when that happened. All I know is at one point I'm watching TV, the next thing I, like, Bobby's laughing, the next thing his jacket's gone and he's pissed. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I missed until right now. There is a portion, and it's, it's messed up on WWE that the commentary should be putting this over. There's a portion of the audience that can relate to that. Yeah. And to me, that's it, why it's... Maybe it's, it's uh, not big enough, but and, and that's where commentary should be doing their job, which they're obviously not. I mean, David Otunga was doing commentary, so obviously you know, it was going to be screwed up. <laughs> so obviously one of the three was not doing the job. <laughs> you, you, you knew he was just space, so you had to hope Colin Graves would have put it over. I'm sorry to cut you guys mm-hmm. off, but we missed The Miz... Hyping up the Cavs. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Well, as of right now, it hasn't worked as they're down 83-81. You know what? Getting um, outscored, I believe, by quarter. eight in the third quarter. As not a diehard NBA fan, but always been a fan of LeBron. I, I've always rooted for him. Cavs, Heat, back to Cavs. Jeez, after that reminder, I feel like I should stop rooting for him since business, uh, right? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No, they're not joined. Okay, good, good, good. All right. No, but anything else on Raw? Elias was fantastic again. Mm-hmm. Elias and um, Jinder Mahal, they fought Seth and Roman in a tag, whatever. But I'm looking forward to the whole Rollins and Seth thing. Rollins and Seth thing? Oh, duh. Elias. Rollins and Elias <laughs> thing. I'm looking forward to that because I think that will be really fun. Elias had a new song for Seth. 
And other redeemable. Is his entrance music different? Who lies? See, I never pay his uh, entrance music any mind because he never has entrance. He never has entrances. So really. again, I, I left the room and I came back when they were laid out and the music's playing in the background. I was like, they gave Elias new music, but it's probably one of those things because he hasn't caught a win lately, and then also he doesn't necessarily he doesn't come out to music. He comes out to himself. Right. Yeah, and uh, Braun and, and Bobby Roode, they had a match, which was whatever. And Finn and Owens fought the disqualification. And I'm going to say this right now. I'm tired of ladders. <laughs> ladders were implemented in both the matches. Rollins, um, not Rollins. God, what is his name? Bobby Roode, he tr- he ran around the ring, put a ladder between the ring and the announce table and or barricade or whatever. And, and he, he ducked under it and Braun stopped. He's like, oh, I got you, whatever. Then... Um, Owens got disqualified against Balor, and then he was scared to do a, a, a six-star frog splash on the top <laughs> of the ladder. He tried to climb down and do it from lower, but he still was scared. Yeah. And then Finn threw him down, did a coup de grace from the top. But I get it. You're having a ladder match, but does everything have to involve ladders leading up to the money in the bank? Right. I don't want to see ladders anymore. Do do the weeks, the eight weeks leading up to it, do we have to have ladders on the stage? And then next week, there's a fatal. Do the money way. in the bank have to? The briefcases have to be hanging. And every day, and every week, every a new person grabs it. And next week is a fatal forward between Rude, Strowman, Finn, and Owens. Like Overall. I said, nothing to take away from Raw except the result of the battle royal. Did I see correctly that one of the women's matches they overturned the finish? Yes, because Alexa, with her in, one of her infamous fake injuries. Mm-hmm. She left, it was a six-woman tag with Alexa, Ember, and Sasha against the Riot Squad. Alexa gets, quote-unquote, fake hurt. Bailey ran in. Bailey ran in, and then... Why is Alexa even on their team? It's WWE. <laughs> but um, Baron Corbin being the constable acquainted by Steph, appointed mm-hmm. by Stephanie McMahon, he punked Kurt Angle into changing the decision. And so Sasha, Ember, they all happy that Bailey came in and made the save for him and whatever. Then Kurt Angle says, "Well, Bailey, you weren't involved in the match. So the, I have to reverse the decision, and the Riot Squad wins by disqualification." So they were all happy that Bailey helped them win, but then when Kurt reversed the decision, they're all looking down on Bailey. What the hell? She helped you. What the hell? <laughs> Typical woman stuff. I keep I keep mm-hmm. telling they they do this. They want women. They stereotype them and they they make them all moody and mm-hmm. stuff. Typical. Like, why are you mad? Why you were happy five seconds ago? Why are you mad now? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. Why can you overturn that match, but you can't overturn a championship <laughs> match when one guy won the match and you called it wrong? Yeah, and Baron Corbin, he's terrible. He no longer inspirational. <laughs> no, no, is no what longer. I'm hearing no, from no, you. No, he's <laughs> he's terrible. He was talking with Kurt, and he's he's not good. And I think that's about that's it about Raw. Matt Hardy with Renee was excellent. <laughs> he asked Renee was she woken. <laughs> she I, was I, I hate that I'm about to do this and I'm about to drag on talking about Raw. Uh, we still have another week before uh, Money in the Bank. But we're talking about not good. I know you think Nia Jax is a whole snack. <laughs> or meal. Or buffet. But... Do you actually think she's good? Or are you looking forward to her and Ronda's match? No, it's a, no because this is what I talk about WWE do, does. I'm sure you heard that Ronda was a big part of the whole Fox deal for SmackDown because 
in, in due time, she'll be on SmackDown for that whole Fox thing. But I'm not looking forward to it. because I liked what they did last week because they were, like, sticking to the story or whatever. But this week, I was just like, okay, like, her and Natty had a match. And Nia's apologizing for Natty. But Natty, Nia didn't even hurt Natty. Natty hurt herself. Natty was running to the was uh, <laughs> Natty jumped over Nia, hit the ropes, and when she hit the floor, I mean, hit, when she jumped up and hit the her leg, hit the feet, touched the mat. She pulled up, she goes for her leg, and then after the match, Ronda's like, "You hurt her." And Nia's like, "I'm just checking on her," and they're fighting over who's Natty's best friend. And well, well spoiler. So good stuff. <laughs> spoiler, because I'm assuming I don't even think it's been said, but Nat- Natty's gonna screw Ronda in this match. I, I have. I have like that's a lot. I don't think it's been said. That's what's gonna happen because the rumor, the 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 rumor winners for Money in the Bank are Alexa or Natty. I would say Natty for storyline purposes, but she doesn't have to win, even though it would make sense. Natty could also do this. Natty could also screw Ronda if she wins in the match or after the match. She's gonna screw Ronda because she doesn't think she could beat not uh, Ronda, and she knows she can beat Nia. Huh? She's gonna screw Ronda. Because she doesn't think she can beat Ronda. She's going to win the briefcase and then screw Ronda. Yeah, but I'm saying no matter what, like if, if, if Natty does win Money in the Bank, she can come out and celebrate with Ronda mm-hmm. and potentially cash in. And it could be like one of those quote-unquote learning experiences for Ronda, like always watch your back. Or if Ronda does win, not Natty can still turn on her. Cause I do think it's going to end up with Natty turning on Ronda because I think Natty, Natty in the long term is good for Ronda Rousey. To work with it from an in-ring perspective, yeah. That no matter what, that's going to happen. But I'm not really looking forward to her versus Nia Jax because I know it's it's not going to be good. And like Prep was always Preps always says, not uh, Ronda on commentary. She's not comfortable. Even that backstage segment, they were in a locker room segment backstage. And um, Nia was saying, "I'm just checking on my friend." She's like, "She's not your friend. She's my friend." It's like <laughs> it's like stop with the, making these women like this. <laughs> It's stupid. <laughs> it it just sounds really stupid to me. Um, so yeah, SmackDown again. Paige, I find excellent in the role as general manager. Uh, best general manager they've had since they brought them back. Um, I personally liked the contract signing. It, it wasn't in the ring. I liked that it wasn't in the ring. I liked that it was it was in a more enclosed space. I liked that it was. Quiet. I felt like there was a little more intensity to it. It was a little less predictable, and it just looked different than every yeah, other. I, I, I love the look, I, and, and I assumed you would like it because that is very retro WWE. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know what it reminded? The first thing that came to mind when I saw it was when Hogan went to of all places WCW, and they put him at the table to do a contract signing with Ric Flair. And I feel like something about You were it, thinking about the contract signing with him and Warrior? That's what I was With the two titles? Saying. No, I wasn't thinking about that. Um, wow, you are a WCW. <laughs> you sick. Yeah. Um, it's just something about it made it feel more serious and more important. And even when AJ slapped him, it I felt more watching it than I would have if that happened in the ring. Because in the ring, you kind of just know you're going to get an entrance. You might get a quick interview or a promo. You're going to get another entrance. Same you thing. You might get a table spot. Yeah. I like that it was something different. So, Alo, did you also like it? Did you not really care either way? No, I like the, the, the presentation because, like, like we always say, WWE, especially in the last three, four years, they've been so formulaic, and it's the same thing. We know, we know almost every championship match 
for the WWE Championship match, we're going to get a contract signed. And it's always in the ring. This felt so much more different. I'm tired of seeing AJ and Nakamura together because in WWE, it just doesn't work. It's not working. Right. So I'm glad that it was a different different um, surrounding and Paige narrated and it was short and quick to the point. It wasn't long-winded or whatever. I did like that part. But that's about it because like I said, I'm ready for this to be over. Yeah, I, I am too. Does this end with Nakamura being a champion? And should it? Two-part question. It, uh, not, uh, I guess two-part statement. Nakamura wins. You have the rebuttal of a rematch. If he doesn't win, this all was a waste. Can we agree or not? Yeah. So It's the, a lot to not here, actually go anywhere. Here's my problem with that whole segment. That segment was good and great, and I watched half of it. Max. <laughs> I don't care about SmackDown, and I'm having a hard time caring about WWE product right now. If you put if they put it together a solid strong five minute segment, so you take out thirty minutes, high, thirty minutes of commercials, so you have an hour and a half show, and you give a strong five minute segment in the back. If you're not enticing me by the matches and like okay the this is the SmackDown tag title match coming up, so we're gonna have one half of each team facing each other. That's. Aside from that segment, because I fast-forwarded the hell out of SmackDown, what was there to take away from SmackDown? I And, again, there might have been little, like, good things. People might have had a good performance. Again, I stand by my statement. Three hours of Monday Night Raw, the only thing to take away from it was the result of the Battle Royal because that was the only thing different from 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. The only thing that changed was there was a number one contender for the Raw Tag title. There was nothing different about SmackDown programming for the next week or Money in the Bank pay-per-view that came out of SmackDown. Yeah, there were no consequences or stakes. I did think it was a decent show, like, but like you said, it was people having a good performance. I, I enjoyed the mixed tag match with Naomi and uh, her husband. I never remember. Jimmy. Jimmy? Okay, I never remember. Um, and Aiden and Lana, I thought that was good. I like the main event. I like I mean, the handicap match was a good match for what it was with the women. It's just one of those things. Like I almost so the indies always get like a bad rep for like not telling stories. Well, WWE is so known for telling stories that it's like if I'm watching their matches, I don't want to watch WWE to watch a match. If I want to watch WWE to watch a match, I'm going to go to the network and I'm going to watch something. Watch an old match. I'm going to watch an old match. And I don't need the story because I remember the match is good. I don't need to watch. I don't need to sit in front of my TV on a Tuesday and watch a match that might be good because it's a match. Like Charlotte and Becky, I was like, geez, this is going to be good because like their friends are still faces. It's really like best woman wins. I fast forward the match. I stopped and I'm like, let me watch a little. And then I fast forward. I'm like, ah, let me stop. And, and I don't care about this. Like, like, what's to come out of it? And then, and then I saw the result. I saw the tap, and I saw them shake hands, hug, kiss, make out, and leave as friends. There was no, there, there was no result of it. It didn't matter. Like, there was no point in watching the match unless you really did just want to watch a good exhibition between two babyface characters that are friends yeah like i said no big developments i just thought it was a a much more enjoyable watch than 
than Raw was. What did you like That's about That's not saying yeah. much. <laughs> what did you take away from SmackDown, Halo? I like Charlotte and Becky. But other than that, Samoa Joe, we talked about his promo style. His promo style, it kind of reminds me a lot of The Rock with how, how intense he gets. And we talked about it, we talked about that um, a few weeks ago, but there's not much to take take out of. I thought Big Cat's promo was terrible. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was horrible. It was too much. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, stop. It, I just... Vince wrote it again. Like, but- yeah, you could throw The Rock out there to do that. You could throw Jericho out there to do that. You could have thrown Austin or HBK or Triple H or... Big Cass is not at a place where he needs to be out there for seven minutes talking or eight or ten minutes talking. He... Just have it short, sweet, have him say the stuff he needs to say to make his point, and then go. Someday he might get there, but that is not for everybody on the roster to do. There are select few talents who belong on the microphone for more than five minutes at a time. Yeah, I thought Carmella was excellent, mm-hmm. as always. But um, she says, before, nobody was ready for Oscar, but now everybody's ready for Oscar. <laughs> I, I thought, Reggie, if, if you're ready for Oscar, yeah. I thought about you. But... Um, <laughs> Because I'm ready for Oscar. Yes, I was like, oh, this is great, but there's not much really redeemable. We told we we hit on that. I thought Carmelo was fantastic. You told about Paige. Samoa Joe's backstage promo was great, but that's about it. Yeah, I I loved her moonwalking across the table. I thought it was great. Um, She's a great moonwalker. She has a she has a clean moonwalk. I wonder if Mike Jackson moonwalks into the <laughs> octagon. He won't. I pri- and he's not F A B U L O U S either. <laughs> Holy Christmas. <laughs> um I like the Andrade Sincara Zelina segment. I did too. I did yeah, I did too. I did too. I'm bare look listen. Let's not say prep predicted this. He <laughs> just saw they were booked to face each other on house shows, okay? He didn't see this coming. <laughs> well to prep's credit, he called it before they started facing each other on the house shows. It was already listed they were facing each other at the house shows. I know he's seen it. Prep wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> Done it, did it, and we'll I do validate, it again. I validated Prep the week after because I saw that, but I think Prep did call And I seen it before he ever aired it. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. It was a good segment. Um, Sin Cara, I, I love the fact that, and, and a lot of people won't know it, and I don't know it in depth, but I love that they are talking about their past. That's always good at mm-hmm. wrestling. And Big Cass, I love that he mentioned his time at NXT. They usually don't really do that very often. I, I liked SmackDown Live for the Indies. Yeah, I liked how how much Dasha Fuentes ethnically pronounced it, Sincara, <laughs> and uh, Andrade. See it out. I can't really do it. You know, I don't. I'm not a, a Latino, but I love how much she really hit the Latino pronunciation <laughs> on both of their names. And I like the role Zelina Vega played. Like you said, I love that they brought up their past. I was dealing with that in my kitchen right before I came here. <laughs> you, one of your favorite restaurants in Philadelphia, Cuba Libre. People just in my, you know, they were casually talking about it. And you can't just casually in my kitchen say Cuba, Cuba Libre. Cuba Libre, no, you cannot. Prep would no, not just yeah, say Cuba Libre. Yeah, oh, no, no, this weekend we're going to Cuba. Like, <laughs> where are you going? 
Ah, you going to Ireland? No, no, I'm going to Cuba Libre. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And right back to English. Like, no accent. Like, like nothing happened. Oh, so she says it with that accent? It wasn't her. Oh. She don't, she don't have no accent. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I, I, was like, I would have to hear that. Yeah. I, I would have enjoyed I, I, that. I, I would, too. <laughs> yeah, but I like the segment. And like I said last week, or maybe it was even the week before, I don't remember. I love that they are way more focused on building his character and his persona than they are about the in-ring. Because I think the in-ring will matter more when people are invested in who he is and what he's about. And I like that that's what they're doing. Did anybody else laugh as hard as me when the New Day blindfolded the Miz and had him reach into the hat to pull out (laughs) what name was going to be in Money in the Bank? And he put his hand in the pancake batter. The way the three of them were laughing, I can't even really explain it. I was dying. I not only enjoyed it, am I the only one that was dumb enough to didn't realize that was kicked out until he put his hands in it? Did you know that? Now I like it, yes. You did? Yes. I was sitting there and I was like, they have all three names listed on each paper. Miz is going to refuse to pull one. I was like, they're going to wait until the night of the pay-per-view. They're not. I was like, this isn't even the go-home show. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, and then they're putting over Miz. And I'm like, wow. Honestly, and I'm not bearing you guys. I was like, these three are putting over the Miz more to me right now (laughs) than than you guys in prep have been doing for years. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, my God. Miz might actually be something. I was like, Miz is about to tell me. Miz might actually be. And then all of a sudden, he's got cake batter in his hand. I was like, oh, geez, they, they got me. Yeah, I thought it was an excellent locker room segment. I thought it was really funny. Anytime the Miz is getting screwed over, obviously it's great. Uh, Alo, um, what do you think of the? New- I know you, like the New Day is hit or miss for you sometimes. Did you enjoy their comedy segment this week, or did you not enjoy their comedy segment this week? It was fine. I, I didn't. I didn't hate it, but it's almost, It's looking almost clear that. Whoever's gonna be the be in the um, the money in the bank ladder match is probably gonna be the winner, which I think is Big E. Let us pray. I would love because that, that's that, that's like it. the real Ta- story. It'll be Time a shock out. To, no mm-hmm. matter who it is, even though the reports are saying Big E. I don't have time to tell you how good that'll be because do not put him in that standard with John Cena, Damian Sandow, and Baron Corbin. He wins, and it says you are. For the show you're on, that's your championship. If he goes and he wins the WWE championship, that is... Almost guaranteed. That is so big and so deserved and so awesome. I got a lot of time for that. I got a lot of energy for that. I got a lot of love for that. That needs to happen. Yeah, yeah I'd be super I, excited. I, yeah. I ain't even going to get into it. That, yeah. is, and then, that needs to happen. That's must say. And then something we need to see is something different. Like... Like stuff like small things like that, it changes up what the whole TV show will look like. Kevin Love stinks. <laughs> uh, no, it would, and I think it would be very a very refreshing change. It's not something that we. I don't want to say it's not something we've been expecting. It's something we've been hoping to see and thinking should happen. But I don't know if any of us. There's ever been a point where we thought they were ready to do it, and I think it's really great that it actually feels like they are ready to do it. Um, I don't think I have anything else from SmackDown. Um, So do we want to get into listener questions? Yes. 
Uh, we have a, one, only one question this week from the God. Actually, we have another one from Prep, right? Yeah. Should we go Prep first or we Godfather? I'll go Godfather. All right. I can't remember the last time I was this disinterested. And again, the talent is there. Please be absolutely crazy. What would pique my interest? Here's my idea. William Goldberg comes back to defeat <laughs> Lesnar because he's the only person that can defeat him not named Triple H or Undertaker. After winning the title, he relinquishes the title to Jack Tunney. President Tunney calls for an immediate forward match between Seth Rollins, Miz, Daniel Bryan, and Ric Flair. Miz wins by pinning Flair and calls himself the greatest wrestler of all time. The lights go out, and 9-11 appears wearing a vest, wearing a Rusev Day vest, leather vest, <laughs> and then choke slams the Miz and Jack Tunney. Part two. Rusev then cashes in the money to make contract <laughs> to defeat the Miz to win the title. Laugh, I gotta be honest. I do remember the last time I was disinterested, and it was 2007 through 2013 when I was not <laughs> watching. Um, I can't come up with anything right now out of what's happening that would make you interested. The only thing I could think of is the only thing I could think of that would specifically get Laugh fully back on board is making it about the work in the ring. Or at least investing time in the work in the ring. The main title. Yeah. My title. <laughs> so maybe that it's that simple. I don't even have to get crazy. It's just putting the, the main title on a guy who's going to be on the show every week. And let's face it, the Universal title is on Raw. That is the main title, and you never see it. Uh, Eck? Jeez, I want to piggyback off of that so bad, but I want Aaron to go with it because of the direction I want to go. Mm. Now you go ahead because mine is completely ridiculous. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll try to make this make sense. So to piggyback, if you want to get laugh interested, like, obviously we just said make the, the world title matter. Make the WWE championship matter. There is a alternative world championship that really doesn't exist, but it's on the Monday night show. And it is the most irrelevant world championship in all of wrestling. And there's other wrestling outside of WWE past. You may not know this. <laughs> um, I probably don't. We were just talking about this within the past five minutes. Whichever member of the new day wins or, or enters the money in the bank, let them win the briefcase and let them cash in within the first two months and let them win the title. That will get Laugh interested. That will get fans interested. That that will get so many people interested. And then also get the Universal title off of Brock. Get it on someone that's on Monday Night Raw. And let's be crazy. Let's be stupid. This this title that's had you know it's been around for less than two years. Only four people have held it. Um, the second person wanted on Raw. As a title, I, I don't know. I guess Owens probably defended on Raw. Besides Owens, no one has defended this championship on Raw. Get it off of Brock and have someone defend it on Raw once a month, once every six weeks, something. Let's make this title matter because as of right now, um, the NWA World Championship is more relevant than the Universal Championship. <laughs> huh? I'm not gonna, I can't argue with that. Alo. Okay, so I'm I'm booking this to peak laughs interest. Okay, so get the streamers. Yeah. Uh, so 
Bill Gates puts in an offer for WWE, <laughs> and they, they and then one night on Raw, the McMahon Levesque regime all in the ring, even a little Aurora Rose. You actually reminded me of the answer I meant to say I had earlier in the day really? that I forgot about. Yeah, but continue. Okay. So <laughs> the McMahon Levesque regime is all in the ring, grandbabies and everything, Linda, Shane, the little little Shanes and everything. They're all in the ring. Bill Gates comes down. Vince signs the company over to Bill Gates, and Triple H and Stephanie Val signed to never show up on television again. (laughs) (laughs) And then then Bill Gates gives full creative control to Paul Heyman, and Heyman comes down and introduces the main event for WrestleMania the, 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 the upcoming year. Out comes... CM Punk with AJ Lee. <laughs> Punk gets his ovation and stuff, and then Heyman introduces his opponent for his opponent for the for the WrestleMania. Pop him, circumstance comes on, and here comes Macho Man and Elizabeth. Ooh yeah! <laughs> if that doesn't get laugh happy, then I don't know what will. Yeah, nothing will <laughs> if that didn't do it. I mean, you've risen the freaking dead. You brought yeah. people back that hate the company. Whew. And and then he's gonna fi- then we're gonna fire Michael Cole and bring back Gor- Gorilla and Jesse the Body Mentor and Corey Grant. Oh, I love it. My idea that I had earlier when we had this question was that SmackDown will be sold as an entity completely to Fox. So WWE's hands are completely out of it to separate company, and then they can also air on Monday nights, and we get a, a Monday Night War once again, <laughs> where WWE has to compete Strong. with another company that has the resources and the talent that they have. So that might get him interested again. I like that. Yeah, that that was my idea that I totally forgot about. I like that. Um, what was Prep's question? I hate Prep. <laughs> With all the recent controversies going on in the world, serious question for Ron Pasher. <laughs> this was solely for me, okay? Country music uh-huh. or a real one? Enzo. Oh, God! <laughs> uh, I wish he could have saw your face because you were stumped. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't want to cop out and not pick one. Him like back in WWE, his music. What what are we? What am I answering exactly? I'm, I'm guessing off of his one rap single. Listen, give it a second listen because country music is terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm way too on record as hating the South and a Southern accent. So as much as it makes me want to vomit to say it, I will go with the real one. My man. <laughs> oh, prep. That was a good one. I do wish you would have seen my reaction because it pained me to even have to think about choosing between those two. Um, Is there something you want to say, Eric? I actually already said it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I already did. I already I s- snuck it in already. I already said it. I, I know. I know. I know my best friend so well. Pretty much anything that comes out of my mouth, he typically wants to argue. I kind of just said something within the past five minutes. It kind of was co-signed. By Ron, and surprisingly co-signed by you. S- serious question. I just made I just made a statement. You didn't have any bits, gripes, comments. I didn't even really get like a, a deep breath from you. 
present day 2018 in the summer, WWE currently has an alternative world championship that they're referring to as a universal championship. Agree or disagree that in 2018, right now, the NWA World Championship is more relevant. Yeah, because it's actually when it's actually seen and it's actually involved in a potential storyline for one of the biggest things in wrestling. So, good friend of the show, Richie, I was talking to him the other day. I was driving home from work, and I just blurred out. You know, I was tired. I think I just worked like twelve hours, and you know, might have had a drink or two. And I said something. I was like, eh. he was ranting about wrestling, and he's. Uh, I think it might have been last week while the show was being recorded, and I was like. Isn't it a damn shame that in 2018, the NWA World Championship is more relevant than the Universal Championship? And he wanted to argue it. He said, no. He said, that's not true. Excuse we went me. back and forth for five minutes, and he's like, all right, I agree. <laughs> he's like, I, he, like, at first, he was like, I want to agree to disagree, and then he's like, no, you're, you're right. So yeah. I just figured if Richie wanted to argue, definitely my best <laughs> friend when I come and bring this statement to the show. I, I didn't argue with you at all. I, yeah, I, and he was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it helped. The, the guy that plays kayfabe and wants to say that there's no other wrestling besides WWE even agreed. Yeah, yeah I can't, I can't go that far. In the belt held by Nicholas Aldis James, yes. Nikki's <laughs> husband. Yes. <laughs> As everyone at the ECW arena never hesitates to chant. Yes. Um, is everybody ready for Stump Alo? Yes. Born so, wait, wait, wait! Time out, time out, time out, time out. I'm sure this has been brought up. You know, last week you gave him an extra credit question, right? Yes. You know he answered it wrong. I did. Uh, I gave what too was many the? People. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. I gave too many people. I I had extra people in there. Yeah, he named two people that were in the match, and you immediately just said, "Yeah, they weren't in the match." I, no, because you like, know why? I think I named the the photo so. that Laugh always sends me a screenshot of the answer, and it's not the whole page. So usually there's some that you just cut trusted off. that here. Yeah, there, there I were, did. There were extra people in there. <laughs> Yeah, I trusted Alo's process. Um, all right, so Stump Alo this week once again presented by Laugh with Chick Magnet Punk's recent victory in court. What was his WWE pay per view debut, and what was the result? All right, pay per view. So he came in. He came in '06. He wasn't on One Night Stand. He wasn't at Vengeance. He wasn't at SummerSlam. Wasn't wasn't at Unforgiven either. So No Mercy '06. That was a SmackDown pay per view. So Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was a, a, a tag. It was uh, here in Philadelphia, by the way. <laughs> it was Good work. one of the greatest te- greatest units ever put together. <laughs> it was the Hardys, DX, and CM Punk versus John Morrison, Gregory Helms, Team Rated RKO, and Gene Snitsky. Wait a minute. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure if that's right. That's right. Say it again. I can give you the whole card too. Wait, wait, okay. no, 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 not the whole card. Say the whole match again. It was it was a Survivor Series elimination match. It was the Hardys, DX, and Punk against Team Rated RKO, Edge and Randy Orton, Gregory Helms, Cruiserweight Champion at the time, Gene Snitsky, and and John. Oh well, he was Johnny Nitro then. Uh, yes. Okay, you are right. You know, you said it was a tag match, and I immediately thought because it said it was an elimination match. The yeah, Survivor Series elimination. Um, match. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. I can give you the whole card. Do you by any chance know which two women were yes, ringside M- for Melina the match? Melina and Kelly Kelly. <laughs> Shawn Michaels with an infamous spot with Melina. <laughs> Triple H tried to get Kelly Kelly, Kelly to show, show her tits. <laughs> it, was a, it was a clean sweep, too. Really? Yes. Well, Alo, congratulations. It, Laugh told me, you, he said he's mentioned this show recently. He's mentioned this match recently. So he's probably going to get it. I don't know when you mentioned oh, it. I don't remember either, but oh my God, it was such a clean sweep. But yeah, he said you did. The way, she, like, Shawn Michaels, he kicked Snit, because Snit, Snit, Triple H tried to get Kelly Kelly to sh- flash him at the beginning of the match, and then Michaels just k- came in and kicked him. And Shawn Michaels was like, Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Gene 16, Mike Knox, I'm sorry. Uh, you're right. Mike Knox. Um, so. Is that the same person? I don't have anything no. else. Unless anybody else does. Anything to add? Anything to subtract? No. No. I, um, I'm almost stumped that he didn't argue with me. About <laughs> I'm, I'm a little surprised, too, but I think he just knows. It, I, it's I'm just surprised that you co-signed it right from the jump. I can't not. I hate Brock and all that nonsense more than I hate anything on the indies, so can't go against it. Uh, Warriors up 108-102 with 11 seconds left. <laughs> so that's pretty much a wrap on the NBA Finals. LeBron, you're about to have some free time on your hands probably in two days, maybe five days. Throne is waiting for you on the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. Um, you're always welcome. Let uh, me know when you're coming, LeBron. I just got my first pair of your sneakers. <laughs> yeah, you may not be an NBA champion this year, but you could be the Matt Madness champion. Thanks for, for... messing the public with the uh, St. Vincent St. Mary's. We appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, you could be the 2018 Matt Madness champion. So, oh, LeBron, don't don't if you even talk to the Warriors this offseason, I'll be very upset. He he won't. No, because there was some stupid thing that came out today. Yeah, no, because. It was His report, hero. It was reported by Stephen A. that mm. he's been told that LeBron will have discussion with the Warriors. Yeah, I believe that won't happen. I think there's too I, much. I, I, I'm not. I said discussion. He I didn't say. say, I, didn't say no, no, I, I said discussion. I wouldn't be shocked that they have His preliminary discussion talks. Should be all f your b. <laughs> yeah, I just think yeah, there's too much, uh, too much water under the bridge between him and that team that I don't, I don't see it actually happening. Yeah, and then they said LeBron and. And Paul George, they're going to talk about potentially coming to the Lakers. Yeah, I really think his his choice is down to Houston, the Sixers, the Lakers, maybe San Antonio. I don't see him going back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Especially after this. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't see it. Steph has nine points. Wow, they're winning a game with Steph Curry having just getting into double digits with 11 seconds left. Yeah, this is good. This is over. Um so, yeah, I guess that's the show for – oh, wait, last thing. I'm just going to reiterate what I said at the beginning. Subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, for Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Yo, Lloyd. E, do better. <laughs> I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.